Since the last South Park, you've waited four long weeks to find out who the father of Eric Cartman is. Now, finally, the shocking truth about Cartman's lineage will not be seen tonight so that we can bring you the following special presentation. Kick ass. Welcome to Going Down to South Park, the podcast where we have ourselves a time. We are here, Mr. Davis. It is the second season here of South Park, of Going Down to South Park, and we are, of course, going to be reviewing Terrence and Philip in Not Without My Anus. I am Dando. I am Guy, and Dando, we've been trolled. I this know. Is- <laughs> it took me back. I had terrible flashbacks to the time when I raced home to, to watch the part two of Cartman's Mom's a Dirty Slut, and they gave me this. Indeed. We waited four long weeks. It would have been 1998, was this one? Yeah, 1998, so I would have been, not even 10, I would have been 9 when this aired, and I was furious. <laughs> I think, actually, you know what, I wasn't even, like, angry, I was just really confused. I thought SBS had played the wrong episode, that's what I thought had happened. But what it was, was, yeah, as I said, Parker and Stone trolling us before the term trolling had even really been invented. And it took, <laughs> it took some serious balls to do what they did here. And I'm in two minds about the episode because I love the idea of it. I love the idea of trolling the viewers. I love the idea mm-hmm. of, as Trey Parker said, fucking with people who were kind of like me, who was obsessed about finding out who the little cartoon character's father was. Like He's like, you're that dedicated to it? Fuck off. Get a life. Like You know what I mean? It's yeah. not that big of a deal. He's basically trying to tell the viewers, this is not a big deal. It's just a fucking cartoon. Get over it. Yeah. And also, also it's trying to say, not stay one step ahead of fans who think they're too smart for the show or anything like that. But it's like, we're going to zig, we're actually going to zag here. You know? Yeah. Or expect the unexpected. Also, that's true. Yeah, expect the unexpected. That's a good way of looking at South Park. But also, it's a case of what it did was it divided fans and it got rid of the people who were just watching South Park because everyone else is watching it. That's a good and point. it filtered out those people and then they were only left with the real fans of South Park who understood the humour that they were going for. So, like, all right, if you're sticking around after this, then you're the kind of people we want watching this show. Yeah, you're in for life. <laughs> you're in for life, yeah. Um, but as I was saying, I was in two minds because I love the idea of it, but I'm just not quite sure the Terrence and Philip characters have enough substance to them to justify a full-length episode. I feel like by, like, the 10 to 12-minute mark... I was kind of going, oh, this is getting a bit repetitive. It's a bit of a slog now. Like I just, I don't, I don't know whether I was able to sort of, not, not that I didn't enjoy it. I, I actually thought it was really funny, but I just thought by the end, I'm like, oh, can we, can we kind of wrap this up now? Like, I, yeah. I, like, I get it. I, I get it, guys. You know, they make fart <laughs> jokes, and Saddam Hussein says, "Hello, buddy. Relax, buddy." Well, that's the thing. I think it's equal parts trolling. Equal parts. We like doing the Canadian accent. It's fun. It's fun to talk like this, <laughs> and also, yeah, a bit of an endurance test for the viewers. As you said, I mean, if you stick around after this, you stick around for life. But it's also how far can we? It's it's almost like Cape Fear and the and the rakes. Mm-hmm. It's like how far can we push this? Twenty two minutes apparently. <laughs> yeah, un- until people say, "Oh God, no more." <laughs> so, yeah. I wonder how long people stuck it out thinking because i can't quite remember but stuck this out thinking well they're not going to do this for the entire episode yeah i I wonder what what was the point where people realized oh fuck this isn't going to happen it's actually not going to (laughs) happen probably at the 20 minute mark yeah yeah um yeah it took some serious balls and you'll never get this kind of thing ever happening again this kind of gag worked in 1998 but now with streaming and people having access to shows whenever they feel like it i guess you could i guess you could still kind of do it but do you think writers and but producers of TV shows now had the balls to do it because we have cancel culture on social media. Do you think 
the backlash on social media would just be too much where people would be too scared to do it? Yeah, I don't think you'd have – I think you'd have creative people who are willing to do it. Yeah. I think you have people holding the purse strings who are saying, I don't think we can pull that off in this current climate, in this current situation. Yeah, because if people yeah. don't get what they want and they cry and they cry and they cry. They do a bit. Yeah, we're all special and we all deserve what we want all the time. <laughs> but yeah, yes. Trey Parker and Matt Stone talk about balls the size of grapefruits. Doing this, holy shit, because South Park, arguably the most talked about show at the time besides maybe mm. Seinfeld and um, Friends would have been huge at the time too, but yeah. like it, it was fucking huge, South Park, at this point in time. And everyone, especially kids my age, everyone was talking about who is Cartman's father. So to come back with this as an April Fool's joke, I mean, we should have saw it coming. It was airing on April Fool's. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, it didn't air on April Fool's in Australia. That's probably why it fucked with us more. Because oh, in, okay. in America, it was on April Fool's. So I was like, when it came up April Fool's, I remember going, it's not April. What the fuck? <laughs> what is this? You know? So, uh, so I can understand why it would be more confusing for people who weren't in the States. Because ba- even but back then, you had to wait sometimes six months for an episode of a show. I remember the That's Simpsons correct, would, yeah. The Simpsons would air in May. And we'd like, get the first episode in like September. Like We were like a season behind almost. So, yeah. To, but to pull it off, I think I look back now and I have fond memories. But I remember at the time just being confused and somewhat annoyed as a little guy yes i can imagine that you would be uh as a as an older fellow i was like yeah part of me got the joke part of me appreciated the joke and part of me was like guys think you're pretty smart don't you yeah it's, it's, it's almost like one of it's, you gotta write a fine line with a joke like this because you gotta be able to get your viewer and go ha we got you and the person go ha you, you want the response to be ha you you fucking rascals you got us yeah. but i think the the majority responded to this by going ah oh, what the fuck you think you, you guys really yeah. think you're smarter than us don't you like you guys yeah. think you're so fucking cool <laughs> that you can do this to us like i think it, it 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 annoyed more people than it i don't think people people understood what they were going for and i think that pissed people off not that matt and trey gave a fuck <laughs> no no but i'm imagining it at the same time and Again, wholly imagining this. I'm not sure if this is the way it went down, but I'm pretty sure they would have had to show the guys at Comedy Central or whatever. It's like, we've also got this, 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 and this in the chamber. You know, we've got five good episodes or a whole season of good episodes after this. Even if it's just, here are the storylines and here are the ideas and all that. It's like, yeah, we're going to start off with this prank. We're going to punk the audience, but we're not going to disappoint them afterwards. You know, we're going to give them plenty of good stuff, but, you know, and this will get people talking as well. I mean, it's a, it's a really interesting sort of after-the-play marketing hook where it's like, South Park back for its second season. Oh, wait, what? You know, and people are going to be talking about it either, ah, uh, you got me, or what? You got me? The only thing worse than uh, being talked about is not being talked about, as they say. <laughs> so, yeah, look, I think it's a pretty savvy move. Also, as you say, yes, a very, very ballsy move. It was, it was savvy, but I think that... I think the main point of them doing this was just pure cockiness. I don't know whether they were trying to go for, oh, they're going to get people talking and everything's going to be... I just, I just think they wanted to fuck with people. That's all it was. I think they also wanted to announce, look, we're Matt and Trey and we do what we want. Yeah, yeah. And you can't tell us what to do. But the, I've read, though, that... two Well, two things. I've read that apparently season two is one of the least liked seasons of the show. Oh. I'm not too sure. That's just what I've read on a couple of different websites to the point where Matt and Trey didn't even do any audio commentaries on any of the episodes for the second season for the, for the home releases. Don't know. Don't ask me why. But I will say that I don't really have many memories from that age from when I was like nine or ten of watching the show after the part two to Cartman's Mom's a Dirty Slut. 
I feel like this episode may have stifled any momentum that the show had left at that oh, point. Okay. Because mm. there was four weeks in between the finale season one and this episode. Yeah. And then you have to wait a few more weeks again for the next part. And I think whilst I, I agree that it would have got people talking, there was such a big gap between it, it this and again the, the next part of Cartman's Mom's a Dirty Slut that I don't think any momentum that could have been generated from this was okay. still existent by the time that the second part aired. I don't know. what. Do, do you remember when it, when it aired? Like, what, was it, what was the talk about? Like, was it big still? Or I, I just don't remember being as excited for it once the episode finally aired. I remember going... Are they going to pull a stunt again? I wasn't sure whether I, I didn't want to get excited in case they fucked with me again. It was like oh, you mean part you, two of Dirty Slut? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like oh, they've cried wolf once. They're going to cry wolf again. You know? No, I, th- I to the best of my recollection, I think we were all pretty confident that okay, you've had your fun, and now we're back on the uh, now we're back on track. I can see what you mean in terms of yeah, this is going to rub a few people the wrong way, a lot of people the wrong way, and. Uh, yeah, I hope they bounce back from this, but uh, a bit of a month. They've, these guys have always had a plan. I mean, they. I think they very carefully cultivate this air of, we're trained, Matt. We don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I think you do give a shit. That, that's just your shtick, yeah. Yeah. I think you're workers. I think you've got a high level of quality control. They are massive workhorses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think that would extend to what's released and when and how. And sometimes you've got to take a gamble with that kind of thing. And luckily this was in a period where you could do that. Yeah. And that's what I love about it because I'm a huge Andy Kaufman fan. I love the fact that he just was- he was fearless with his comedy. He was willing mm. to fuck with people and go the extra mile to really make it like the, the, the Letterman slap and things like that. Yeah, yeah. But he 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 sort of pushed the boundaries before people were pushing the boundaries. So I appreciated what they were going for here. I just don't know whether it was the right episode to do it. But you know, it's, I mean, who the fuck? They're getting billion dollar deals now. So who am I to say? <laughs> like, like it clearly works. <laughs> I was about to say we're twenty five yeah. years later. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're two dozen seasons in. Might have paid off. Yeah, <laughs> may have worked. Yeah, but um, overall, what do you think of the episode? I um, I enjoyed it, but by the end, I kind of I was just feeling a bit tired of it. I don't know. Yeah, a little Terence and Philip goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I think they shot their shot with this one, where it's like, you know, these guys are a one joke premise, right? But we're going to give you twenty minutes of it. Um, the, the, the episode was meant to be bad. That was the whole point of it. I get that. Yeah, but just still. Does that mean I have to still sit through it? I don't know. <laughs> I know. Even within that, there was uh, you know still bits that I liked. Uh, yeah, a, yeah. a few things I liked. Look, craft dinner. It, it, <laughs> craft dinner. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm not going to. Um, this is not one that's going to be an automatic revisit. Or anything I probably like would that. never revisit this one. <laughs> no, probably not. But but I'm glad that it exists. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. It's a story. You know. It's it's. If it was just if they just kicked off with the premiere, everyone would go, oh yeah, it's that, that's that. It was the cliffhanger to, to part one, but people still talk about twenty five years. I remember that time Trey and Matt fucked with everybody, <laughs> yeah. you know. So it's still. I think the longer it's gone on, the more people have looked back and gone, oh yeah, they were rascals, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Those little scallywags. Yeah, but, but you're right in in terms of like, oh, they could have done a lot less with this episode than they did, but they actually made it like a fully rounded out story. And, you know, they uh, they brought Saddam in as well, who become who would become a fairly pivotal character Satan's for a while. lover, yeah. Yeah. Um, and apparently it's one of their favourite episodes, purely because, you know, it's just who they are. 
They, they, yeah. the, the <laughs> Can you imagine how excited they would have been when they first, when this was going to air? No, they would have like, been. Like, kids, like, just, like, just rubbing like, their, their hands them. together with glee. Like, um, I wonder if they've, like, told the TV network it was happening. Like, <laughs> just fucking put it out there, you know. Oh, great, yeah. It was, I mean, the like I said, the idea of it, I absolutely adore. I think it's great. <laughs> what were your favourite moments from Not Without My Enus? Not without my hands. Um, well, mentioning Saddam, I, I love how Matt and Trey just position Saddam as one of their big bads uh, for a while in, in in South Park. and At a time when he was like the global big bad. There is that. And also, but just refashioning him also as just this slick asshole. <laughs> I mean, not not a not a fearsome waddle. It's just like, yeah, no worries, fellas. Yeah, <laughs> relax, buddy. Look over there. It's all good. Don't worry, man. Yeah. Relax, buddy. Just just, just a con man and a shyster yeah. and he's, a he's a car salesman as opposed to a dictator. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> um, I, I really enjoyed that. I've written down here mocking horn noise, and it's fairly early in the thing. So I don't know if it's like a sad trombone or something. Mocking horn noise. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. No, it's lost on me. I think it might be. When they announced, guess what? You're watching Not Without My Anus. And it's like, bum, bum. Oh, yeah, probably something like that. Yeah, it yeah. probably is something like that. So I did watch this episode a little while back and then we took a little while to get around recording. So apologies <laughs> for that. But, but, um, but, but we must say, though, thank you to everyone who is watching us on YouTube and who is listening to the podcast. We know we've been sort of <laughs> haphazard with our release dates, but I, if you're not aware, if you just listen to this podcast, I quit my job last week to focus on the Four Figure Discount Network with this show, Talking Seinfeld, the one about friends and Four Figure Discount, as well as Tales of Future Armor, available exclusively on Patreon. So we're trying to turn this into our career. So I've taken the punt and quit my job. And so now this show will be getting in your ears every second week, bi-weekly, here on uh, where you listen to our iTunes or Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. And the videos will be going up on our Four Finger Discount YouTube channel as well. So if you want to watch us, you head to uh, youtube.com slash TV. You can find our videos on there and hit that subscribe button. So yeah, like apologies and for- subscribe. Apologies for taking a year to get through the first season, but we're here now. Season two <laughs> kicking off bi-weekly. Got another 20 plus seasons, specials and everything else to talk about in the movie as well. So, um, so yeah, thank you guys for checking out the podcast. We do appreciate your support. Um, but, yeah, what are your favourite moments, Mr. Davis? <laughs> well, I've had some of them, but that was... Yeah. You You rudely interrupted with your spruiking. <laughs> um, but the other thing I liked most was <laughs> Celine Dion saying, you told me your name was Handsome Bob. <laughs> uh, the whole Celine Dion thing, I was like, poor Celine Dion. <laughs> <laughs> I think for all the fun they poke at Canada, I think Matt and Trey must have a bit of an appreciation for it, though. I loved the absurdity of just various moments. It's, it's obviously it's, the, it's all in the voice as well, but just like the craft dinner, right? <laughs> but I'm going to go put on a pirate costume. <laughs> That's just what, for no fucking reason at all. And he comes back wearing a pirate costume. Shiver me yeah. timbers, Philip. <laughs> and I also liked they arrived. It's, it's like they're really mean to ugly Bob, right? Yes. But they still had his best interest at heart. Like they're like, "You're fucking ugly, Uncle Bob." But so they give him the, the, the bag, and they see him at the airport. Like, how's the bag going? Oh, it's going really well. You know, I'm getting, I'm getting a day. And he's just like, people, people seem to really like it. Yeah, and, it, and then and then Terrence just goes, "Terrific." <laughs> that's terrific. <laughs> that's fucking great. How's the bag? People seem to like it. That's terrific. <laughs> Good for you, Uncle Bob. Uh, ugly Bob. But yeah, yeah. So. 
I feel like the more I talk about this podcast or this um this episode, I'm going to re- realize I enjoyed it more than I did. Maybe I was just mm. tired when I did my notes, but either way, I um yeah. And as we were saying earlier, just Saddam is saying, "Hey, relax, buddy. It's under control. No worries." <laughs> <laughs> and whenever they, you know, all the faces they give me is always got a yeah big yeah. cheesy grin on, and yeah, you- I can help you. Just need a small favor. Look over there. <laughs> He's got a charm despite being Saddam Hussein. Yes, yeah. They somehow made him like likable, which is horrific. Mm. (laughs) Of all the people in the world to make a a funny character, Saddam Hussein, yeah. Kudos to them. Okay, now let's try to get an answer from someone who's not a complete retard. It is now time for some trivia. But before we do that, Mr. Davis, it is, of course, time that we read out the names of our beloved $20 patrons. Woo, this is going to take a while. Yeah, it's going to take a while, who support us here uh, at the Four Finger Discount Network. So, we're going to kick off, yeah? yeah? But we'd always like it to go longer. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Trent Darby, Andrew Zer, Jordan Moleman, Richie, Steamed Hand Champion, Dylan Haggett, Sally Kimberly, Hank Scorpio, Kevin Dental Plan Flood, Jonathan Rossi, Zach Pruitt, Timothy Burleson, Joel Yoland, Katie G, Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer, Jenna Rice, Reese Roberts, Adam Sanderson, George McMenemy, Stephen Roberts, Sean Devey, Bella Winderbank, David Stewart, Tom Pickering, Mark Boston Burgess, Groundskeeper Noah, Declan Phoenix, Anthony Carpentieri, Lewis Kavanagh, Jack McFadden, and Heath Appleby. Thank you guys so much for being $20 patrons. You get your name read out on every single podcast we do here on the network if you are a $20 patron. Or if you just want to get a shout out, you can just give a $5 subscription as well. So $5 gets you a shout out, $20 gets you a shout out on every podcast. Or if you don't want to subscribe to us on Patreon, you can also donate via PayPal to fourfingerdiscount at outlook.com and $5 plus will get you a shout out on the podcast as well. All right, Mr. Davis, first trivia question for yourself. It's coming your way. Are you ready? Put your hard hat on. Here One it comes. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. What time did Terence schedule to kill Jeffrey? It's in his planner in the courtroom as part of the evidence. Yeah, it's 8.15 p.m. Well done. Because that was my first question. Did Damn you- it. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> All righty, what's your next one then? Okay, how long did Terence's story last? 44 minutes, that was my third question. I thought it was 44 <laughs> hours. 44 hours, yeah, hours. I've got, I've got literally the word hours written here in my notes and I still said minutes. <laughs> <laughs> my next question is, what are Terence and Philip's pets' names? Think of the sounds that they make. <laughs> that Terence and Philip make? Because that's basically just fart. No, the dog and the, the, dog and the cat. That's I don't know, are. please tell me. It's Barky and Perry. Good Lord. Uh, what is Saddam's code name? Ah, uh, I did write that. Is it something Fox? It is not. It is not? Ah, uh, I wrote it down my notes. I'm not going to... I don't get it, but I'm going to look through my notes. What is it? Nah, I can't find it. What is it? It is Red Dragon. Red Dragon. Damn it. And that's all the questions I got for you, by the way. I was going to say Red Fox for some reason. Uh, my final <laughs> question then is, which teams are playing at the football game? I don't know. Please tell me. It is the Ottawa Rough Riders versus the Vancouver Rough Riders. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is trivia for Terence and Philip in Not Without My Anus. We'll be right back, guys, after this short break with our full in-depth review of the episode. Stick around, buddy. If you're a fan of everything we do here at Four Finger Discount, you can show your support by joining the family at patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. Here you'll get ad-free early access to all of our shows, Zoom calls with Guy and myself, as well as bonus podcasts such as Tales of Futurama and Guy on Springfield, where we go back and revisit classic episodes from the first 10 seasons. So go ahead and join the family today at patreon.com slash discount.
The original air date of Terence and Philip in Not Without My Anus was, of course, April Fool's Day, April 1st, 1998. <laughs> uh, it was directed by Trey Parker, written by Trey, Matt, and Trisha Nixon. So the episode kicks off with what you think is going to be the announcement. You know, mm-hmm. previously on South Park, we are, <laughs> we are going to announce this, but that's not going to be happening. You'll be finding out in four weeks. Today you're going to be getting the special presentation, April Fools. That's where you get that when it mm. says April Fools. I think that's yeah, when okay. the sound you're talking about. Yeah, and um, it's not without my anus, which they did a little sea plant in the last episode, didn't they? They're watching it on the TV or the commercial that for is, it. That, that is that is right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you knew what was coming, guys. You knew it was coming. You knew. Even they, if they you didn't you. know, your brain knew. Yeah, exactly right. Um, so yeah, apparently it's based on a true story. So we commence at the Canadian courthouse at ten eighteen a.m. And by the way, the time is all over the place in this. And obviously, that's the joke oh, yeah. as well. It's just like <laughs> two hours beforehand and one hour forward. And anyway, so yeah, ten eighteen a.m. We're at the court case where Terence is being accused of murdering Jeffrey O'Dwyer with a hammer. Doctor Jeffrey Doctor O'Dwyer. Jeffrey O'Dwyer, if you please. Uh, he makes the case for his defence simply by farting. In court. Yes, Philip, I'm making a case for our defence. <laughs> for some reason, the laughter after the fart gags makes the fart gags funny every time. Even by the end of it, I was like, I wasn't sick. Of, I wasn't sick of them. I was, I was just like, it's almost like you just wait for the chuckle afterwards. And I'm like, eh. that, that's the thing. I'm not. A, I'm not the hugest fan of fart jokes. Nah, neither. Um, anymore, no, neither. But. This is the exception. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's different to when the kids just fart and it's just like, oh, the, the joke is that, like when Terrence and Philip like, hey, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at this, but I am. And yeah. that was the whole the, sort of- their, their constant amusement at this yeah. dumbass thing, <laughs> yeah, is, is the cherry on the cake. And this episode almost- it would have been was was a fuck you to all the critics of the show as well who had been canning it and, and hating it in the first season saying it was crude humour they were fucking incredibly successful so this is their way of saying you know most people are laughing at this you're yeah. the exception <laughs> <laughs> and yeah I think they probably coded that in a line where the um the prosecutor was saying they think farts are funny but they're not and then all the jury laughed. <laughs> Which is one of my favourite lines from the episode. Um, but yeah, so he makes the case simply by farting. And he's got all the evidence that he needs, Scott does. He's got the hair, nails, piece of his shirt. I love that the shock. <gasps> the whole bit's going to shirt. <laughs> um, the day planner with the murder scheduled and a haiku titled Time to Kill Dr. Jeffrey O'Dwyer. Mm. Dr. O'Dwyer, time to have your head smashed in with my new hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Lovey cants out the uh, cants out the syllable as yeah. well. It actually is a legitimate haiku. It is, yeah. Uh, you may you may be a famous surgeon, but you're not God. And he offers Philip a monkey claw fart. Would you like a monkey claw, Philip? Yes, please. <laughs> That's called the monkey claw because it feels like my colon is being ripped apart by a thousand monkeys. The monkey claw is smelly. Come on, get a move on. I ain't getting any younger up here. My sentiments exactly, Your Honor. I see from your accent that you're Southern Canadian. That is correct. Good people of the jury. My client, Terence, is an innocent man. Oh, Philip! Now you farted during the closing argument. I have, haven't I, Terence? <laughs> Your Honor, the defense is trying to make a mockery of this court. They think that farts are funny, but they're not. Sustained. Good people of the jury. My client, Terence, he is no more a murderer than you or me. He loves puppies and hates mean things. Would a murderer go to the zoo and feed animals like this? Of course not. So in summation, find Terence innocent, or else he'll kill you. <laughs> Just kidding. The defense rests. God damn it! That isn't funny. 
There's one part, so he farts, and Terrence is like head on the desk, just like bursting out laughter. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? I'm literally watching it going, and Nicola was in the, in the kitchen at this point. She's like, what are you watching? <laughs> this, this is one of those episodes of South Park where I would almost be embarrassed to watch it in front of someone who's not a South Park fan because yeah. if my mum saw this, she'd be like, this is why I didn't let you watch South Park. But the, she, the whole the whole joke about the episode would be lost on her. You know, you could, this is not the episode to show someone why is South Park so successful. I'm wondering if it's better or worse if you sort of lean over and say, it's for work, honey. <laughs> yeah, true. I promise you, you know, you know those pearls that I'm buying you? Those diamond <laughs> rings? <laughs> but um, yeah, so he, his case is closed and they've reached the verdict and they, you can't hear the verdict though because- Terence keeps farting. He's like, you have to repeat that. We've got some flatulence issues. And finally, she screams, not guilty. And he's been saved from the gas chamber. Gas chamber. I thought the gas chamber line was pretty good. They're leaving the courthouse. That was show us fun. Let's go home and eat a craft dinner. <laughs> now, I, I did a, not much of a deep dive, but I was like, is craft dinner just mac and cheese? Craft dinner is just mac and cheese. It's just, yeah, it's just mac and cheese. So it's, the, it's the piss take of the Canadian accent. Craft <laughs> <Croft> dinner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's, everyone can be happy with a craft dinner. So, but the, the prosecutor Scott, though, he vows to make them pay. You think fighting is so funny? It's the lowest form of comedy, and he wishes them both have head cancer. Cancer? <laughs> Just like, the struggle. What? Cancer? <laughs> like, how dare you? <laughs> These guys are t- well. <laughs> we don't really know much about them other than they fart a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they seem to be in each other's lives a whole lot. But they seem like genuinely nice people. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like immature, yeah, but, but but like nice, yeah, like, like they help ugly Bob, like they they're very abrupt with the ugly Bob, but they they try to oh, help him out, yeah. and he yeah, must that- actually be hideously deformed because everyone thinks he's ugly. <laughs> but although perhaps he's homophobic, but we're not gay, we're not. <laughs> well, let's see. I mean, yeah, are, are Terence and Philip besties? Are they related? I mean, I, I, yeah, well, we, we obviously we'll find out later on. I'm assuming. I can't recall. <laughs> I know there are other Terrence and Philip episodes, but I'm, I'm not sure what the what the go is there. Yeah. But we um we then see them taking the subway, and it's just sitting there. All of a sudden, fart, laughter. Let's look for some treasure. <laughs> Let's look for treasure. I'm like, I literally have my notes here. What the hell is going on right now? <laughs> uh, we're at Scott's house. It's 11:57 a.m. Um, gets a phone call from Saddam Hussein. Hello? Hello. Is this Scott from Canada? Yes, yes it is. You're a journalist, right? Yes, I'm a television critic for magazines. I understand that you hate Tans and Philip. Yes, yes I do. They think that fart jokes are a sophisticated form of comedy, but they're not. Well, what if I were to help you get rid of them once and for all? Who is this? Let's just say that I'm someone who can help you if you help me. Just call me your old pal, Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein, the Iraqi dictator? Hey, relax, guy. I'm just your average Joe. Take a rest. What do you want? You want Terrence and Philip out of Canada. I want you to bring me and my friends into Canada. That sounds like a fair trade, doesn't it? Super, let's get started. I'm not sure I should trust you. Hey, relax, guy. Trust me. Relax, guy. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, for someone with as much disdain for Terrence and Philip... It's a deal. You'd take that deal. You would take that deal. That is for sure. So we come back from commercial and Terrence and Philip are arriving at home and ugly Bob sees them there at the front. They make fun of him. They're so mean to him. Poor <laughs> ugly Bob. That's exactly what I've re- Oh, poor ugly Bob. But he says, <laughs> why do you say these things to me? Because you're ugly. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're ugly, ugly Bob. <laughs> They're from the paper bag to hide how disfigured he is. And he thanks them and, and leaves. And I, Well, 
I mean, it's the obvious joke, of course, but I just love there's no difference between any of the Canadian characters. Exactly right, Bob yes. is not, Bob's not ugly in the slightest. Don't you all look the same? Ah! But uh, <laughs> Philip says, that, I'm going to cook you a croft dinner. That sounds great. I'm going to get put on a pirate costume. <laughs> Do you reckon they were on acid when they wrote this episode? <laughs> I think they were just... What's that idea, best idea... That, that saying... Uh, that saying... Oh, God, that saying, best idea wins... Yeah. It was just like weirdest idea wins. Yeah, ridiculous shit. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, the, a letter arrives, signed here and here. Shiver me tinders, Philip. At this rate, I'll never get to my craft dinner. <laughs> so, the letter is from his daughter, Sally, who was being held captive in Iran. And Philip didn't even know that he had a daughter. So, he, tell, <laughs> so he tells the story. 44 hours later. That's an amazing story, especially the part about Celine Dion. And at first, I thought that was just going to be like a just a random Oh, how funny is that? How random is that, Celine Dion? Yeah, a little bit of Canadia thrown in. Yeah. But uh, no. Terence must now go and rescue her. And Philip says, he's coming too, because a friend in need is a friend with Croft Dinner. <laughs> and they go to Celine Dion's house. It's 1.15pm, apparently. And Terence explains to Celine Dion that Sally is being held captive. And we learn here that it's actually their daughter. Daughter. Mm. Yes, that she, she shared with Terence. He farts. They both laugh. End scene. <laughs> We're now at the Canadian or the Canada airport. It's 11.05 a.m. Ugly Bob is at the desk. Hello, Ugly Bob. Hi, guys. How's the paper bag working out? People seem to really like it. I even have a date this Friday. Terrific. We need two tickets for Tehran, please. Iran is dangerous. You guys shouldn't go there. Damn it, man. Danger or no, I'm going to help my friend find his daughter. <laughs> All right, then. There's a flight leaving today. Oh, good. Well, I certainly am going to miss Canada, Terrence. Indeed, fella. Terrence. If I die whilst in Iran, please bring my body back to Canada and bury me in a box with a side of craft dinner. Same here, Philip. This is the point where I've written down, yeah, this is a bit of a troll. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's just getting ridiculous now. Yeah. Everyone then sings, oh, Canada. And I've, I've got here, this is lo- off the rails. Like This, this episode yeah. is off the fucking rails. Scott then calls Red Dragon. Go ahead, guy. <laughs> Red Dragon here. He promises to kill them and cut them all up upon arrival in Iran. Relax, guy. Got you now. Uh, and as Scott says here, I've got you now, you fart-loving fart-lover. So he thinks he's going to get them killed. Terrence and Philip are then on their way, and they're farting on, on the way, obviously. They arrive in Iran. Oh, obviously. Yeah, they arrive in Iran. It's 2.30 p.m. And they find Sally straight away, because the whole point was meant to be that she's not going to be hiding. It's just a way yeah. to get the soldiers on the plane to go back home again. So they find Sally straight away. She farts too. That's where Philip can see the resemblance. Mm-hmm. And they return to Canada with the troops that they're unaware of. It's now 3.45 p.m. And Terrence, Terrence is uh, going to ask Celine Dion to marry him again because um, because he's got the daughter now. He wants a, a, a family, a family unit. He's like, oh, no, I'm going to lose a friend. No, no, you're gaining a pop star. <laughs> and then they see the Saddam Hussein banners. Like, what the hell's going on here? So they go to see Celine Dion. Celine, I brought our daughter Sally back, and I want to tell you that. Terrence, uh, could you come back a little later? Why? Uh, I'm just a little busy right now. You've got a man over, don't you, Celine Dion? Well, I... Hi, guys. Oh, my God, it's Ugly Bob. What the hell are you doing here? I'm doing Celine Dion. What's it look like? Oh, Celine Dion, what have you done? I was going to make us a family again, but now you've slept with Ugly Bob. What do you mean? Why are you calling him Ugly Bob? Because that's his name, you stupid bitch. You told me your name was Handsome Bob. Look at him, Celine Dion. Ah! Behold his horrible face. Oh, my God, he's heinously ugly, and I am pregnant with his child. What? No! I'm going to have a freak baby! Oh, the humanity! The best line of the episode. I, did, I mean, I did like, uh, <laughs> yes, the line about the gas chamber and um, they think farts are funnier, but they're not. But what are you doing? 
I'm doing Celine Dion. What does it look like? <laughs> you said you were handsome, Bob. <laughs> you told me your <laughs> You told me your name was Handsome Bob. Oh, I love that. Um but she's um she's now pregnant with his child. I'm gonna have a freak baby. Oh the humanity <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Scott then goes to see Saddam Hussein. Uh, what I liked about it was that everyone's place has the, the initials above, so you know whose place it is, yeah. you know, like the letters on the stuff. <laughs> he goes to see Saddam. He wants to know what he's up to. Just, yeah, just just relax, guy. It's all under control. We're now in downtown Canada. It's 4.04 p.m. and Terrence and Phillips see all the soldiers walking around and they agree, something is not quite right here. Something is wrong. I agree wholeheartedly. And Scott <laughs> confronts them. And this is where he wishes cancer upon them with these, with these like little hands, like voodoo. <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> so we're now at Saddam's uh, Canadian headquarters at 4.05 p.m., one minute later. And uh, the U.S. military arrives. Someone from the military arrives. He's concerned. He's like, what are you doing here? What, what's what's your end game? What's what's your angle here, mate? He says, you've got three years to get out. Or we're going to bomb Iran. He's like, I'm from Iraq. Whatever. It's the same thing. <laughs> and Scott comes in and confronts him. He's like, you, you've changed your mind. He's like, what's, what's going on? He's like, pray it don't change it any further. Yeah, so, that. So, he's the bad guy now. He's a super He villain. is a nice little Empire Strikes Back shout-out. Yes. Uh, we're now at Terrence and Phillips' house at 4.06 p.m., one minute later. And they're watching some American television. And first of all, it's Jerry Springer. Yeah. Man, I miss Jerry Springer. That was like peak television when I was a teenager. I can't say I miss Jerry Springer. <laughs> I fucking loved Jerry Springer. Like It was like in the afternoons, you used to have Maury Povich, you know, finding out whether someone was the father. <laughs> Jerry Springer. Then you had like, remember Jerry Springer on pay-per-view? It's like the shit they couldn't show you on television. True, yeah. <laughs> Too hard for TV. I remember my dad ordered that once and there was like no boobs. And I was like, what was the point of this? I thought the only point was to see boobs. <laughs> <laughs> What was the stuff that was too hot for TV then? It was more just like sex toys and the okay. swearing because they used to beat the swearing out on television and things like okay. that. Um, but yeah. So yeah, then it's followed up by the Cartman's Mom's a Dirty Slut part one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could just you can feel Trey and Matt behind the scenes just going, <laughs> yeah, flipping you the bird. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Just reminding you, oh, that's, you, you thought you were getting this. <laughs> what it would have been, what they should have done was shown the part of part two where he's about to reveal oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but imagine if they revealed it in this, in like, in just like within like five seconds. Oh, my God. That would have been a fuck you. <laughs> but that would have been stupid because you've got to get picked up. Yeah, no, no. It's a, a good decision in one way, a terrible <laughs> yeah. decision in just about every other way. It's like, You'd still be talking about it to this day if they pulled that. It was like, oh, remember they did that? Oh, yeah. golly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think South Park probably would have gone five seasons and just ended <laughs> after that. We then get the news report on Saddam. He's agreed to let the US investigate him. And Terrence says, we've got to do something here. And Scott calls him. Did you hear Phil in the background? Like, who is it? Scott, tell him he's a smelly bastard. <laughs> <laughs> They bicker on the phone about, you know, just because they just do not like each other at all. And Terrence just keeps farting into the phone numerous times. <laughs> Even though it doesn't, like, it's not getting to you. If someone farted into the phone into my ear, I'd be so, I'd feel so disrespected. <laughs> It's kind of disgusting, isn't it? it? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You and, and even ear. though, yeah, and it, oh, yeah, because it's, it's probably going to be magnified or amplified or whatever. But yeah. at the same time, you realise, dude, you're just polluting your own phone. Yeah, you're farting on your like, own phone. <laughs> yeah, and you're going to be putting your mouth to that receiver a little bit, uh, to that uh, part of the phone a bit later. Not fun. To keep talking. Not fun. Speaking of shit in your mouth, I just watched the um, Woodstock '99 documentary on Netflix. 
Yeah, uh, the lovely Louise and I watched the first two episodes last night. I was about to mention it, actually, because when you were talking about Too Hot for TV, for some reason, that's the first thing that came to mind. I I was so nostalgic watching that, wasn't it? Like when pay-per-view was a thing, just like running around with a camera with no rules. Yeah, Yeah. and then something's like, oh, wow, a lot of people were completely naked at Woodstock 99, just walking around. Guys just getting the dicks out. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, okay, I I expected to see some boobs because, uh, yeah, that's going to be par for the course of the show. It's like, hey, that hmm, there's no pants. Hey, there's a penis. So, <laughs> but not truly, but it's just naked on stage. I haven't got to episode three yet, but they did have a preview of coming attractions. Yeah. It's like, eh, Flea got his pants off? Looks like the Flea's got his pants yeah, off. Yeah, he was completely nude. But the ultimate villain of the whole festival, Fred Durst. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, yeah. I was saying, it's like, hey, look, I can't fully blame the guy. No, I, I, mean, I like the line of, you can't blame Limp Bizkit for being Limp Bizkit. There is that. But have some fucking self-control, buddy, and realise, read the room. (laughs) But he's only like, they're like, what, a year? Maybe a year and a half into, not just starting, but their careers? Yeah. So, I was like, if I've got the world in my hands like this, I might as well take it. You know, who knows if I'm ever going to have this opportunity again? You know, he's probably high on his own supply, high on his own ego, as they say. I I do like the bit, it's like, we can see him look at the crowd and it's like, fighting with himself. Don't do it, Fred. Don't do it. Do it. <laughs> Break stuff. <Yeah. laughs> and I'm not a Limp Biscuit fan, but I mean, I can imagine being there for that thing. Just go, oh, that would have gone off. Oh, man. Even like during, yeah. seeing the crowd during corn, that was scary. Yeah. And as you said, like undulating waves of people. It just looked, yeah, it looked fantastic. Yeah. Trainwreck on Netflix. Check it out. Yeah. By all means, people. How did we get to that? <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, shit in the mouth because the people were getting ulcers because they were drinking shit water. Oh, yeah. And they're- <laughs> they're imagining it. yeah it's a bit like oh it's it's like the mud baths at Woodstock in 69 it's like no this is the shit baths yes, this is actual feces <laughs> yeah in Woodstock in 99 you're actually rolling around in shit yeah, you're rolling around and drinking shit <laughs> oh no Mm-mm, that's good shit water <laughs> mm, that's good feces <laughs> uh, anyway so uh, good show worth checking out yeah so Scott, uh, Scott says meet him at Carl's Croft dinner place in half an hour <laughs> now it's Celine Dion's house one minute later at 4.07pm and she's in bed with Ugly Bob hi Ugly Bob I'm so confused I love your personality but you are so wretchedly ugly maybe the baby will have your face instead of mine we can only hope I suppose we'll be okay as long as you keep that bag on your head. What's this? Oh. Hey there, my name's Saddam. I'm a big fan of polo. I've been searching a long time for you, Celine Dion. Oh, no you don't. She's my bitch. Hey, who are you? I'm Bob, but my friends call me Ugly Bob because I have the features of a deformed burn victim. Really? I thought all Canadians looked alike. Let me see. Ah! Wow, I'm sorry, guy. You know, I could cure that face of yours. You could? Sure, I just need a favor. There's a Canadian football game tomorrow. The Ottawa Rough Riders against the Vancouver Rough Riders. It's at that game that I will officially turn the Canadian flag over to my Iranian one. What? Why? Hey, don't worry about that. Take a load off. Don't think about it. Look over here. All I need is for Celine Dion to sing our Iranian national anthem at the game to finalize my hostile takeover of Canada. What do you say? Did you say hostile takeover of Canada? No, no, relax there, fella. Uh, We're now at Carl's Croft Dinner Place at 4.36 p.m. And they're searching for treasure as they wait for Scott. Scott arrives. What are you doing? Searching for treasure. Treasure. Is that a play on something? No, we're just searching for treasure. <laughs> searching for treasure. You never ever find treasure, but the thrill of the maybe. Like when you're a kid and you're out looking for stuff. Like I remember my dad got this metal detector from the tip once, right? And I was like, I was wondering when metal detector was going to come into the conversation. And, and I was, I was like, I'm going to find some shit. <laughs> and I found nothing. <laughs> <laughs> It's like when they tell you how you can find water with a stick. That shit doesn't work. 
Oh, I'm sure it does. Man, <laughs> come on. Really? Well, I've never done it myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, okay, you're probably not. I <laughs> <laughs> like the idea of if someone showed me it actually working, I'd believe it. Until I see it, though, I just can't believe that a fucking stick holding it held in front of you can find water. It's like a Ouija board. Yeah. Like- if you want to believe, believe. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Scott says, what are you doing? Yeah, so they're, they're looking for treasure. Then he says, it's their fault that the troops are here. You need, you need to make amends. They come over on the plane. Like, oh my God, it's us. What is this? It's a bomb. You must strap it to yourselves, go to the game, and sacrifice your lives to take out Saddam's minions. That sounds scary. But you must do it for Canada. For Canada, Terrence. For Canada, Philip. So Scott <laughs> thinks, well, I've got them here now, so they're going to be dead. And then Saddam and all his crew are going to be dead as well. Gonna, it's exactly what I need. We're at Terrence and Phillips' house at 12.20 p.m. And they're, they're very sad they have to die for Canada, but they're going to do it anyway. But Philip has a plan, and he makes a call. Got here. Oh, there oh, yeah, the dog farts, barky farts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then they're at Canada Stadium at 11.32, and the Rough Riders have outmatched, been outmatched the by the Rough Riders. Riders. But it's time for the halftime show starring Celine Dion. Actually, no, it's not Celine Dion. It's, it's, I thought you would love this. Saddam and the Electric Iraqis. <laughs> their salute, <laughs> and their salute to hostile takeovers. <laughs> oh, just, yeah, I love this. Saddam and the Electric Iraqis. Anyways. Great. Um, Saddam says that Canada is now going to be known as New Baghdad. And they will obey him. And she gets her to sing the Iraqi national anthem or she'll be stabbed in the head. Ooh. They then decide to, uh, to to beat Saddam Hussein. And how do they do it? They're going to use chemical warfare. And they do so by all farting. But they put gas... I was wondering what they put on first. Like, what the okay. fuck are they wearing? And I realise it's gas masks, obviously. They all fart, create this big smell in the air. And they kill everybody. We destroyed the Turks. <laughs> and they just pull Saddam's body apart. He's all dead now. And they, they save the day. Yeah. Nice dismembering of Saddam. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think of some dictator in the Middle East who basically got pulled apart by I know the, the one you mean. Yeah. Was it, was, it, was it Gaddafi? Yes. He got fucked up. I think they literally did some very nasty stuff to his butt. Yeah, yeah, they just—it was—it's crazy. Yeah, not right. nice, not nice at all. No. I don't—I don't know what the guy I mean, did, but Jesus Christ! No, I get the feeling you, one doesn't want to say he had it coming, but, uh, but I, if, to, if, if, regardless of what the guy did, the idea of being in that situation scares me. Oh like the, God, yeah, like that someone was in a situation where like all those people were just there to just. Fuck hurt you. you Just hurt you. Make sure you didn't die straight away so you felt the pain. It's like, whoo-wee. Okay. Um, but as they say here, you know, you don't like our farting, but farting has saved Canada. And they all <laughs> then sing the national anthem and the big fart at the end. And we get Trey's voiceover during the credits to promote the fact that, don't worry, you will be getting the the next part or Cartman's mum is still a dirty slut in, in just a few weeks. Oh, you big tease. You big tease. And I've read that they actually brought it forward. Um, a couple of weeks because there was just so much backlash to this that the, that the um the, the TV session was they panicked they hit the panic button mm. they're like no no, no. <laughs> this this is like our biggest hit we, we I mean can you imagine the Simpsons doing something like this in the early nineties No they would they wouldn't do it I mean the Simpsons as much as we love it is a fairly mainstream program and I mean yeah. this is on a this is on a cable channel and look at the whisk of Sandy and Wanky. It's kind of punk rock, South it, Park. It, and it came in a time when, it, like we've said, it was just a very attitude-based area. Jerry Springer, like, pro wrestling was big. And like, yeah. It was all just like, you know, angst and, yeah, fucking yeah. attitude. But I think, yeah, again, that, that uh, Woodstock 99 documentary sort of speaks to that time. They're talking yeah. about, yeah, it was a very angry era. 
you yeah. know. And uh, see, I remember the nineties being like lullabies and fucking S Club Seven, but apparently it was a very <laughs> angry era. Yeah, people sort of riled up for some reason, and well, very I've, very full of testosterone. Yeah, because you had American Pie were, and your Limp Biscuits, and there was a bit of a backlash because I think in the early nineties it was almost a bit like it is now. I mean, it was it was a very Politically correct era. There was a lot of. Um, but hey, dude, you had number one hit saying, I like big butts and I cannot lie. Not that, that, not that politically correct. So that, that's pretty respectful, though. That's respectful <laughs> yeah, it's to. Very, it's actually. That, that, it's, 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 I can take that back. It's actually the opposite of what I was saying. It's body positive. <laughs> it's Lizzo before Lizzo, essentially. Yeah. It's, bo- it's body positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what's. Not even what sets South Park apart, but what gives it its longevity is that it's got that quote-unquote punk rock attitude but with real intelligence and artistry behind it you yeah. know i mean these are not dumb guys or one-trick ponies yeah i mean a, cal- a calculated risk on the part of parker and stone to say we're gonna pull a prank on you guys that's what i think's how helped south park remain the show that it has and be on the air to date is they'll occasionally throw out something like team america Oh, or yeah. they'll throw out, you know, like um, the Book of Mormon. Everyone goes, oh, fuck, these guys are actually really fucking talented. Like, they make yeah. they make fart jokes and they do crude humor on South Park. Mm. But these guys know what they're doing. They're not just dumb fucking immature guys just yeah. writing a show for themselves. They're doing something intelligent. And, like, yeah, if you actually watch South Park, like the newer episodes, all of the, all of the language they use is usually a political statement to some extent. And oh, it's yeah. usually very, very clever. And you're watching you're going... You're making fart jokes, but really you're talking about gun violence. Like, it's like, I don't know how you guys are doing this. but <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. I mean, look, to borrow a line that they use about someone else, say what you like about Mel Gibson, the son of a bitch knows story structure. And, <laughs> and that's what Parker and Stone do as well. I mean, they, yeah, all, the, all their episodes are like, yeah, this could work without all the South Parkness of it. They're just yep. good storytellers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly and even right. And even in Not Without My Anus, which is, you know, a trifle. A, a gag, a, a, a punk, but it's also oh yeah, this has got a begin, this has got a beginning, middle, and an end. Yes. it's got it's got stakes and characters and all this kind of business. It played into the legend that is South Park. This episode, indeed. I think this was an episode that now people who are hardcore South Park fans can look back and go, "We love these guys because even at their peak, they were fucking with people." Like it, it, oh, yeah. it, it just adds to the cool factor of, of the of the show. They had everything to lose, and they went for it anyway. And they went for it anyway, yeah. They take serious balls. So you got to respect that. But, um, yeah. but this has been our review of Terence and Philip in Not Without My Anus. Hope you guys enjoyed the review. It was fun to go back and revisit. I actually enjoyed the episode a lot more talking about it now. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> but I, still, I, still, I still stand by, I think I enjoy the idea of it more than the actual episode. Oh, yeah. Look, there are, there are certain things where, <laughs> yeah, it's always the case that you go, I like this in theory, not so much in practice. But uh, that's like when you were going to cook those pancakes. That's correct. I made apple pecan pancakes, and uh, yeah, they're perfectly fine. But in in my head, oh, tastiest treat. Yes, <laughs> no, really. no banoffee pie. That's for sure. No, no. All right. So this has been, as I said, our review of Terence and Philip in Not Without My Anus. Next episode of Going Down to South Park, we will be reviewing Cartman's mum is still a dirty slut. We will find out out who Cartman's uh, father really is. Thank you guys once again for supporting us here. Like I said, if you're watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on future videos. If you're just listening to us, rate review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do find this podcast. And if you do enjoy the show and you want to support us, you can become a four-finger discount patron, patreon.com slash four-finger discount. 
can. I'll check the link in the description of this video and description of this podcast. Um, like I said, I've quit my job. So we're going to be focusing on this. You're going to be getting this show every second week as well as all the other shows. So if you like Seinfeld or if you like Simpsons or if you like Friends or if you like Futurama, you can find those all those other shows. But Futurama is available exclusively on our Patreon as well as our other show, Guy on Springfield which is where we go back and revisit a classic episode from the first 10 seasons of The Simpsons and that's voted by our patrons each month. So you can find that exclusively on our Patreon as well. Yes, like I said, thank you guys so much for your support. It does mean the world to us. Mr. Davis, this has been Terence and Philip. Enough without my anus. Next week, Cartman's mum is still a dirty slut. But for now, any final words for those incredible listeners slash viewers out there? Only two. Craft dinner.